0: Welcome to Plan B Security with your host, Mike McIntosh. Welcome to episode 13 of Plan B Security, where we're going to put a little bit of a scary spin on this one. I'm calling this one the scary truth of information security. And it's funny because, you know, for right now when I'm recording it, it's right around the corner of Halloween. And I was sitting there talking to one of my sons over the weekend and I was like, you know, I don't really know what to, to, to do. I don't know what to talk about. Um, it's been a busy week, been, you know, context switched so many times that it's really hard for me to kind of detach while also trying to, you know, heal from burning out almost. So my son's like, why not make it scary? You know, why why not, you know, turn it into something that kind of fits the time right now? And I was like, yeah, actually, that's a pretty good idea. Usually I'm the kind of the person that you give me a prompt and I can go on for hours just making up content Uh, And, you know, it's something I actually really do enjoy to do because, you know, when you really truly understand something, it is very easy for you to communicate it. When you don't understand something, that's when you start to hear people repeating themselves constantly. uh, When they're not trying to drive a point, they have a hard time getting into the breadth and depth of things. And more often than not, a lot of the influencers, especially in this field, tend to not have that level of experience. It's funny because I saw a meme on LinkedIn Call me a boomer if you want, but I still use LinkedIn. I do find value in it uh, just because it's a completely different audience and usually not the same folks that I find on Twitter or Instagram or any of those other platforms. But the meme was uh, it's the one with the big faucet and there's the people in poverty uh, on one side and they you know, look really skinny and scroungy uh, and they're drinking little tiny uh, water droplets that are coming out of cracks in the pipe while you have the upper class, uh, what I perceived always to be... Um, people in the government, the politicians drinking from the open side of the faucet um, in, in extreme quantity. And the meme was, you know, the little scroungy people are the people that are extremely technical in our field that get a little bit of, uh, you know, the love. Whereas all these folks out there that are just influencers and they have high follower accounts that can retweet whatever they want, whether it's true or not, are getting all the love, uh, you know, all of the followership Uh, And it's their ideas that are starting to take a little bit more prevalence. So the scary truth right here is, you have these new people wanting to get into the field, people trying to understand the field, and they're listening to a lot of the content that isn't necessarily true. And I'm gonna bring up an incident that just recently happened, and this one's related to Okta. So Okta had a breach of their customer support tools, uh, and if you haven't used their customer support tools before, essentially as an administrator, you can go into their platform, you can create a case, uh, raise your issue, the you know, uh, severity of the issue, uh, you break it down by category and then you can add attachments. Sometimes because the um, you know, what they do as a industry is, you know, they're handling authentication and a lot of times that's inline and redirects from the browser, uh, especially from the person that's experiencing the issue. So they'll often ask for things like har files which are the http archive format. Uh, And essentially, it's a JSON representation of all the requests made within the browser. So anything that you're doing, uh, if you're loading a web page, and that web page is making calls for uh, like the favicon, additional assets, uh, making a HTTP request or an AJAX style request to another website, uh, all that type of stuff gets recorded into this file. And that includes your cookies, your sessions, so on and so forth. And just keep that in the back of your mind because that part's really important. But the issue was, is that a company called Beyond Trust. Uh, suffered a data breach, and during their investigations, they reached out to Okta for additional logs. When Okta began the investigation, they went ahead and they found that there was a breach within their customer support tools and that some of these HAR files that were uploaded as part of the case uh, have been accessed. Remember, session cookies are included as part of these HAR files. So if a super administrator generated a HAR file trying to explain an issue to Okta support, then uploaded that file then anybody accessing in that file can use those session cookies as long as they're still valid at the same level of privilege as the person who performed the original action that is a huge thing then one password also had a breach and during their investigation they were looking for things like session stealers and so on and so forth um and then they said hey you know we we think that we were affected and then they were notified by Okta that they were now, Okta is selling a zero trust solution, and by that I, I mean they're selling us that we have zero trust in them now, which is a huge concern, especially for all the companies that put a lot of effort in there. Now, you know, just because Okta suffering this and they're one of the leading identity providers in the market doesn't mean that everybody should tear everything down and move over to Microsoft and Azure because I think it's a lot worse over on that side. Remember, the grass is only greener on the other side of the fence because of all the bulls And somehow I'm supposed to put on a costume and smile. And you'll see a common trend on social media where everybody is condemning octa for being breached and as a result all these other companies are being breached and i want to highlight this one specifically as the scary truth of information security is that is only a half truth you're only painting half the story the other half is why did your staff upload these har files with their session cookies and everything else unsanitized to a third-party platform especially when they're being used as super administrators I think this demonstrates two things. Number one, a lack of understanding of how these technologies even work in the first place. Just because you can click around an interface doesn't make you an administrator. Just because you can read a hard file doesn't make you an engineer. Understanding the risks and how this stuff plays into the bigger picture helps you achieve those milestones and those titles. But just right off the bat, you know, if, if I'm a super administrator because I'm being paid to do that and I'm generating these hard files and I'm pushing them all over the place because I need support in order to do certain things, well, hey, that's a problem because you don't really understand the true depth of what you're putting out there. And I'd also say that this is probably an oversight in your information security policies or in your practices and procedures where why are you not sanitizing this stuff beforehand? Everywhere you look uh, for hard files says, hey, include sensitive information. Make sure you scrub it out. While that doesn't prevent necessarily the breach on the side from occurring, it does reduce the risk of the impact that it may have on you as a customer consuming it and uploading those files to Okta in the case that you are one of the customers who were being accessed on the support portal. I think this year we have seen a tenfold increase of attacks against Okta because everybody is starting to shift more towards this Beyond Corp uh, zero trust model. And Okta does kind of sell it and fit it really well. I don't think that they are the right person to take this over the finish line in, in the future. Um, and I think that there'll be a lot of players in the space starting to spin up uh, and start to compete with them. Now I'm going to read a little excerpt from the uh, sec.octa.com harfiles blog post that they published on this one. And the opening sentence is, Okta security has identified adversarial activity that leveraged access to a stolen credential to access Okta's support case management system. If you have a security program out there and you are not monitoring for things like session stealers, malware, and potentially unwanted applications, which is one of the easiest ways for a lot of this stuff to get masked, go ahead and start doing that right now. They go on to say, the threat actor was able to view files uploaded by certain Okta customers as part of recent support cases. It should be notified that the Okta support case management system is separate from the production Okta service, which is fully operational and has not been impacted. In addition, Auth0, CIC, management system is not impacted by this incident this to me screams bpo agency was compromised especially with the wording how they said that the threat actor was able to view files uploaded by certain octa customers as part of recent support cases normally bpo agencies in full or within teams of a specific agency Uh, they're they're handling certain categories of business. It could be different classifications of your customers, maybe different um, industry types. Maybe there's a marketing, maybe there's a telecom, maybe there's a media, maybe there's a healthcare government, so on and so forth. And that's because each one of the support agencies, if they're context switching the experience of each one of the customers uh, between different types of agencies and support agencies, well, then you start to lose that personalized support, which you can enable when they're handling the same type of industry constantly that allows the bpo agency in order to understand the workflows um the normal way of business that occurs with those different types of customers um you know for example healthcare is going to be doing things way different than a really quick um you know tech company uh and then finance is going to be doing things very different from the way telco would be doing it so you know that's where these different bpo agencies are able to optimize the support that they're providing it, it's needed at scale, especially when you have you know hundreds of millions of people using your service and your tool every day. I get it. You can't have that in-house support anymore, but this is the one thing where you need to make sure that you're buttoning down on your security. The other big scary piece of this whole story here, and this one I kind of mentioned in an early episode where I talked about device trust, where it's not really device trust, is those sessions, if they're stolen, so, again, remember, Okta said that Okta Security has identified adversarial activity that leveraged access to a stolen credential. Stolen credential. Why was another device able to replay that credential? They're not doing any type of device binding. They're not doing any type of device authorization. They're not doing any type of uh, validation of the source IP address if they're able to replay that. Because 99% of the time, you're going to have an adversary stealing these credentials and replaying them from you know other hosts that have been compromised. Or from some sort of, um, you know, unsanctioned uh, cloud provider, and this brings it back to the customers who are impacted too. While I really do understand, and you know, my heart kind of goes out to them because you know the empathy side of me, I've been in their shoes. I know what it's like. Not everything is perfect, and not everybody is perfect, and mistakes happen. But when it happens to different customers, that's where my my alarm bells start to go off and say, Hey, there's a huge gap somewhere. Either that's a knowledge gap, where people need to be re-educated that hard files include these sensitive pieces of information. A awareness that if they claim that they implemented some sort of device trust or zero trust solution, that it doesn't really mean anything because, you know, this attack totally was able to get around any of their uh, defenses or their mechanisms that they put in place to increase session security. Um, And 99% of the time, that just means that they're not doing their uh, true device trust checks. They're not pinning those sessions to specific source uh, addresses, or the third party vendor does not have and is not offering any type of security to be able to complement what today's security programs are really looking for. Uh, and I think that this again goes back to the whole market. There are a lot of tools out there, like a Zscaler, Netscope, uh, Device Trust from Okta themselves. You have Google BeyondCorp Enterprise, um, Ping IDs working on stuff, uh, I believe. Um, but like all of these, they're missing this huge thing. And that is like, how do you get true end to end pinning of all these sessions? Once you can figure that piece out, I I think it's going to, you're going to start to see a huge decrease in the value of these session stealers. But the problem is, is these vendors know how important this is going to be to a security program and improving the posture of the overall security program. So, it, they're going to put a huge price tag on it. I mean, like if, if you're upset for paying $200 a, a year per license for a tool just to get SSO support, imagine probably paying $1,000 a license in order to get this true device trust um, support built into that tool. Thankfully, a couple days ago, actually, somebody, it was uh, October 25th, somebody went onto the Chromium DevTracker uh, site and they posted a bug or a feature request. And they said, why not have the option to scrub these credentials automatically when HAR files are being generated? And I think that's an absolute right way to go, but that doesn't solve the now because they still have to do feature development. They have to figure out when it's gonna get implemented. And you're probably gonna be looking at at least a year's worth of releases where it's not gonna be included before it actually gets rolled out. And then that's only gonna be on the Chrome side. What about all the other browsers that have a large market share? So while there is some light at the end of the tunnel for this one, it's still what are you doing to prevent this from happening in the first place? And and I see two immediate takeaways. Number one is training any support staff that may need to do any type of uploading for any vendor, not just Okta, um, but maybe there's something for like a you know your Sentry team. Maybe there's uh, you know your front end log monitoring tools. Maybe there's some sort of uh, ad tracking network or something that you're working on trying to get implemented. And for some reason, certain redirects aren't occurring those uh, engineers working on that may need to do these har file extracts and then send them well what if you have your support tools on the same top level domain as your customer site so if they're you know logged in already that session if it gets compromised is now going to grant an attacker access to the support tools internal because it's only doing you know a a cookie path of like star.topleveldomain.com or something like that so these are the things that you need to keep thinking about and then again go back to the whole how do we stop session stealing in the first place? So reduce your timeouts, but reduce also the friction to re-authenticate. When you go with the web authentic methodology, it makes it so much easier where now you can just have somebody tap their YubiKey, tap their touch ID, revalidate the session at a really low session timeout period. That friction is 100% reduced. They don't need to type in their username. They don't need to type in their password. They're coming from a trusted device. Now you start to have this really good story for how to improve um, speed and, and, and time for people to be able to get access back to these tools when the sessions timeout, time out. But you're also able to reduce the risk of what could happen if these sessions were stolen or somebody forgot to remove them from a HAR file. So I'm going to keep this one short because I know that's a little bit uh, scary and there's a lot to digest there. So have yourselves a happy Halloween and enjoy. And with that, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Plan B Security with me, Mike McIntosh.